Hey everyone, Candace Eisner here with you again this week. And this week I wanted to talk to you about the importance of taking care of yourself first. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, happy Monday, or whatever day of the week it is when you're listening to this podcast. I hope you are having a great week so far this week. As I'm recording this, it is a really cold and kind of not so nice day here in Toronto. Um, I think I have said this in other podcast episodes, and I've certainly said it to people online. We're all getting a little tired of this whole winter thing. We kind of want Mother Nature to just move along. So for this week, I thought, let's talk about self-care. Let's talk about taking care of our own mind, body, spirit, because heck knows this time of year, people are starting to feel drained. They're starting to feel like, you know, they're, it's not that they can't go on. That sounds like way overdramatic, but it's just... People are feeling weary. People kind of like want to make some changes and want to feel better again. And uh, the weather and the, you know, the sunlight changes and all that kind of stuff, it's moving in the right direction, but we're not quite there yet. So, yeah, let's talk about this. But also, uh, let me mention to you guys that um, a few weeks ago I relaunched, actually it was, yeah, it was like a week and a half ago I relaunched my newsletter. Uh, Those of you who who are on my newsletter list are already aware of this. Um, But for those of you who aren't, um, the uh, format I'm using now is I'm doing like this bi-weekly or weekly newsletter where I I talk about a specific topic every week. And it used to be that I would write just a long article for you guys. But what I've decided to do now is I'm just doing sort of a shorter summary of the ideas based on my own personal business experience or my own personal life experience, things that I think would be interesting to you guys as health and wellness practitioners. And then I give you links to more things from other people who have written great articles um, that you can read if you want to expand more on it. Plus, I also update you guys on the latest on this podcast. So if any of that sounds interesting to you at all, I definitely invite you to sign up for the newsletter. And by the way, before I mention the URL we're located at. Um, This week's topic, I'm going to be talking more about the self-care topic. So if that really interests you, I definitely uh, suggest you get on board with the newsletter. I'm at uh, happylittlebiz.com slash newsletter. Probably was pretty obvious. Um, Yeah, and I would love to interact with you there. You know, we've got a nice little community going and uh, sometimes people email me with questions and sometimes those questions end up being part of the newsletter or part of a future podcast. So that's kind of fun too. All right, before I talk any more about those things, let's go on to this week's topic. All right, so this week uh, on the podcast, I'm going to talk about some actionable things you can do to take care of yourself because... I know you guys, some of you, maybe not all of you, but some of you are going to hear the idea of self-care and you get it. It's not like you don't agree. It's not like you don't think it's a good idea because honestly, all of, pretty much all of you who work in health and wellness, you know how important self-care is. I don't need to tell you that. But a lot of you are going to say, um, I don't have time. So 
it's not just the business, because I know you guys, a lot of you have really busy schedules between seeing clients, uh, you know, doing all the other things you need to do at work, which obviously depends on the environment you're working on. Um, this time of year, it's tax time, both in the US and Canada. There's all that stuff to deal with. There's always like, if you're a regulated profession, there's regulatory body stuff. If you you might have uh, continuing education courses you want to take, da 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 da. That makes for a pretty busy life. But on top of that, I know a lot of you are busy with stuff like taking care of kids or taking care of aging parents. And you're just like, look, I hear you, but I don't have time for self-care, okay? Please leave me alone. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you don't take care of what you need, how can you expect to be able to help others with what they need? Like realistically do a good job of helping them, right? Because our motto here around, you know, our motto around here at Happy Little Biz is taking care of others starts with taking care of you and your business. But you got to remember that I said you first, and that's why it's there first. Now, I did a podcast way back in the archives. I think it was like maybe the second or third or fourth episode. I don't recommend you you listen to it. It's, it's kind of funny as a podcaster, you do get a little bit better at this as time goes on as with most things. And you listen to your old episodes and you go, man, that was awful. So, but I did an episode, you know, where I called it practice what you preach. And it was all about, you know, if you're going to be telling your clients to do exercise and do stretches and go to yoga and meditate or whatever you might be recommending them to them, and you never do that stuff yourself or like rarely, like twice a year or something, that's not authentic. That's just basically saying something, saying, you know, do what I say, not as I do. And that's not really a good attitude to have. And that's part of why you should be doing the self-care is just for the matter of if you're going to be a health or wellness or fitness professional, you should be doing those things yourself. You should be walking the walk. I mean, sure, there are plenty of people out there who advise others to do things that they know are good, right? Like all the stuff I just listed, you know, going to yoga and meditating and working out and eating healthy and, you know, all that stuff. And they don't do it themselves. And, you know, they, they have their reasons, lack of time, lack of resources or whatever. But really, doesn't it make sense to do the things you tell others they should be doing, especially when they're so core to your career? And here's the thing, it doesn't have to be a big time-consuming thing. It can be really simple things. Like, let me give you a handful of examples, because like I said at the beginning, we're going to do actionable things here. We're not just going to talk, you know, pie in the sky, oh, you should do your self-care, and then you're like, "Mm mm-hmm, whatever, and then you go back to doing like the million other things you have to do. Like, here are some very small, not super time-consuming things that you can do on a daily, weekly you know, every two days, whatever works for you and whatever seems to make sense for you. Um, Just a list of things that you can try to do and see if that helps you. The first one I'll mention is meal prepping. So you're eating more healthy. Now, if you're not the organized type, this might feel like torture or something. I I know people who aren't organized, the idea of doing anything where you're preparing in advance is really not their forte. Let's put it that way. But if you just plan just a tiny bit for your meals for during the week when it's busier. So when I say uh, meal prep and I'm talking about on the weekend, talk about your weekend, okay? So if you work, 
you know, on Saturday and Sunday, but you have like Wednesday and Thursday off or something, whatever your schedule is, pretend that's your weekend, okay? So whatever days you have off, that would be the days where you could do this meal prep type stuff. So I probably don't need to go into what meal prepping is for you guys. Basically, choose some healthy meals out of cookbooks or online. There's a million recipes out there now that, you know, fits your dietary needs. Think about obviously having like, lots of nutrition and not super, super carby, not super, super high fat. You know, I'm not shaming any any of the nutrients whatsoever. I'm just saying don't go too far in one direction. Don't eat only comfort foods is basically what I'm saying. Don't eat only junk food. Have a nice balance. So pick some balanced meals. Go buy the ingredients for them. You know, and it, no shame in buying some pre-prepped stuff, by the way. Like if there's like some pre-chopped veggies or some pre-washed salad, go for it. You know, that, that I do that stuff. It just makes your life so much easier. But yeah, go buy the ingredients, prep it. And then when it comes time to actually make the meal, it's going to take you way less time to do it. And then you're going to have more nutrition. You're going to feel a lot better. You'll probably do better with your clients simply because you're feeling better. You have more energy. So, you know, it's benefits for you and it's benefits for them. So, and it doesn't take that much time to do this kind of stuff. It sounds kind of like it does. It really doesn't, especially once you get into the flow of it, you'll be already at the grocery store and go, oh yeah, right. It takes like two minutes to like pull out your Pinterest board or like pull out like the website that you really like to go to for wet recipes, wherever you like to store recipes or wherever like you you think like tasty stuff is on the internet that you might want to try cooking. Really, like it's just super, super simple. So I recommend you guys try that one if you've never actually tried it. It has made a huge difference for me actually doing the meal prep thing. Um, another thing I can really recommend, especially for those of you who work in careers where you are working with clients who have been through very rough situations, very traumatic situations, doesn't have to be, say, uh, partner abuse. It could be simply something, I shouldn't say simply, but it could be something like a car accident or some other kind of accident. But just something, or it, um, if you're working with clients who are constantly angry and are coming in with that energy, or are constantly frustrated and, you know, at the world, or simply that you've had a day, had a lot of days at the office recently where everybody wants to, you know, complain about politics or whatever it might be. But those kinds of situations where you're exposed to all kinds of trauma, pain, suffering, anger, frustration, and it's in your work, even if it's not directly in your work, like you're not directly working in mental health or you're not directly, say, a, like a psychotherapist or any kind of therapist working with those issues. But what I'm trying to get at here is you need a way to process those things. So you can't just hold it in because it's it's going to cause you health issues, actually. And I'm not going to try to like link you to an article on the podcast because that doesn't work. I'm talking right now. I'm not, you know, I don't have anything. I could put it in the show notes, but I don't think that many of you go to the show notes. So I think it's probably easier if I just say, if you go to Google and you um, Google for uh, how um, traumatic experiences by clients um, affects the therapist or how um, self-care for healthcare care 
professionals is really important. If you, you sort of Google those things, you'll find lots of information. And there have been studies that have been done. People who work in healthcare or work in wellness who don't find a way to process that stuff that they are experiencing through their clients all the time, it causes uh, all kinds of health issues. So all's to say, it's really important for you to find a way to process that stuff. And um, self-expression practices are something that's really common. I, again, this is something that I found in the past and even in my present life is really helpful. Um, it's just things like you can try writing or you can try art or anything that is would be therapeutic for you. Music, running, some people, that's how they, you know, that's their therapy. Obviously, also, if you're experiencing something and you feel like you could use some professional health, zero shame in that. Please do that. That's actually an awesome thing to do because it's really, really helpful for you to see some someone else's perspective on the things that you've been experiencing. So yeah, that, you know, I made this maybe longer than it needed to on this topic, but it is really, really important for the you guys working in health and wellness. If you are exposed to that kind of stuff all the time, um, do take care of yourself, do find ways to express it for yourself so that, you know, you're not kind of holding on to it and just making yourself not feel so good. Another thing that you can do is re that's really easy and you can do it every day or every maybe two days is you can just schedule in 15 minutes a day to do yoga or do stretching if you're not really into yoga. And, you know, this not only gets you moving your body, which I think all of you in health and wellness know how important moving your body is, right? I probably don't need to tell you that, so I won't. But it also helps you ground yourself, um, which is so helpful with your work and the rest of your life, right? So basically, it brings you out of that, you know, thinking in your head mode, which most of us get into no matter what kind of work we do. Even massage therapists, who is very tactile, you can get in your head a lot. You can be thinking about, you know, what diagnosis, okay, I realize you guys can't diagnose, but let's call it a diagnosis anyway, even though it's a clinical impression or whatever it's called in your area. Anyway, um, you know, you get into that diagnostic mode, trying to figure out what's wrong with somebody, um, how you can help them, what the treatment might entail, who you could refer them to for more, what you're going to write in the chart later. When you're doing the chart, you're thinking about that and you're, you're visualizing where the things were that you had to treat so you can write the X's along the body. That's what I used to do at least. And then I made notes about what I found in that area. Um, Yada, yada, yada. You guys get it. And if you're not a massage therapist, you know, because I kind of mostly describe the massage therapy experience, I'm sure you have similar things. You know, if you're a dietitian, you're probably writing about the referral uh, to the doctor that you were thinking of or the nutrition handout that you gave them or the dietary um, issues that you suspect are prominent or whatever it might be, right? So you're in your head a lot. And doing yoga and doing stretches and any kind of like body practices really brings you kind of back into your body, brings you back into more the present moment and just helps you kind of let go some of that thinking, you know, monkey mind kind of thing and, and helps get you stable and ready to kind of move forward with your day. And again, you know, this is such a huge thing for your own self-care and your own health. And it doesn't have to be lengthy. 15 minutes is fine. So please don't, please don't guilt yourself and go, oh, well, if I'm not going to a full hour and a half yoga class, what's the point? No, like 15 minutes is fine. Please do. Um, another thing, and this is, this is a silly one, and some of you who are a massage therapist might kind of like roll your eyes a little bit, but drink more water. And I'm not saying you have to drink eight glasses a day or there's a specific formula for how much water you need every day or you should be telling your clients to drink gallons of water every day. 
No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I know there's a lot of controversy and discussion out there about how much water we really need. And trust me, I am not qualified to talk about that. But I will say I personally have found a big difference if I'm drinking regularly uh, good water. I just have a swell bottle that I bought recently um, after Christmas when they were on sale. I fill it uh, at least once a day with water. I'm making sure I'm drinking that fairly regularly along with like coffee because you all know how much I love coffee and tea and other drinks but I'm trying to make sure I'm getting in more water and that is really helping me actually I do feel better I'm getting like less headaches and I'm just feeling a bit healthier about things so just try it if you've never tried it if you've kind of like chuckled about the whole oh water whatever thing like seriously try it it might make actually a big difference for you Um, Another thing, actually, on that note, if you need to cut back on caffeine, like you find that it really affects you, it makes you jittery, it makes you kind of jumpy, it makes you unfocused, it makes you feel bad, it makes your stomach upset, whatever it might be, but you keep drinking it because you really love the taste of it, maybe try cutting back. Maybe try drinking a little bit of decaf. I know some For some people, decaf is super taboo. It's not in my house. We drink decaf a lot, actually. But uh, yeah, just try or maybe try matcha, try tea instead of coffee. Just just saying, you know, if you cut back the caffeine, that might help you help you as well. And again, that's something that's not huge to do. Um, It doesn't take hours and days and, you know, tons of planning to do. It's just something you can kind of gradually cut back on the number of cups of coffee you're drinking and see if that makes a difference in your self-care. See if you feel better. Um, And the last thing I'll mention is something that I have had as a practice for almost 10 years now is a meditation practice. And it doesn't have to, again, just like when I was talking about yoga, it doesn't have to be something that's lengthy. It doesn't have to be something that you're doing for hours and hours every day. I know some people, again, you know, when it comes to any kind of practice, you kind of feel like if I'm not giving it a lot of my time, then it's just not worth it. And that's super not true. You know, people have found even just five or 10 minutes of meditation a day really makes a huge difference. And You know, I'm not going to tell you what kind of meditation you should do. You know, that's sort of up to you on what you feel an affinity for or what you feel good about. But any any kind of meditation, basically, that allows you just similar to the yoga to sort of come back into yourself, just be, you know, have that calm moment to just drop all of the stuff that happened during the day, you know, or all the stuff that happened the previous day if you meditate first thing in the morning and just kind of sit quietly and then do whatever meditation practice it is, whether it's, you know, positive affirmation or whether you're doing more of like a some, one of the Buddhist practices or um, whether you're doing more of a yoga practice or whether you're doing a breathing practice or whatever it might be. So again, it's just a little bit of, you know, me time. And I know for some of you are like, me time, I don't have time for me time. But you do. I, I promise you, you you can make the time. Even if you have little kids, you can find some time, even if it's just while they're taking their nap, you know, do a tiny bit of meditation. And if you doze off, I won't tell. I promise. I get it. <laughs> Especially if you're a mom too, or a dad, can be dads too. Um, but especially if you have a really little one at home and you're not getting a lot of sleep, I understand. So, but still, 
there's got to be some time in there that you can take for yourself, whether it's simply like asking a friend to come over for a little bit to help you out or so you can just like have a few minutes to take a shower or whatever. Anyway, I am going off on a tangent here about new parents. I don't want to go too far off on that tangent, but I'm just saying if any of these feels like something that you really, so like whether it's the meal prep thing or yoga or stretching or, you know, um, any any of those self-care practices I've talked about, if any of them feel like you're going, oh my God, like there's no way I could do any of those. And by the way, I'm not saying you have to do them all at all. I'm simply giving you ideas and you can go with the one that makes sense for you or the ones that make sense for you if you want to try multiple. So yeah, you know, everyone can find time. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Everyone can find time, even if it's just three minutes, you know, two minutes to just sit quietly by yourself for a few minutes or do a few stretches or whatever it is. Like everybody can find time, every single person. I like, I know this, you know, that's just, I really do feel that it's so, so, so important if you work in any profession, but especially the health, wellness, fitness professions, that you take care of yourself first, because then you are, um, you're impacting your own health and well-being. And also that's going to help your clients' health and well-being because you're going to be fresher, sharper. Um, you're going to work with them much more cohesively, but as well, actually a bonus is that these things, as you try them, you'll be able to impart that knowledge onto your clients from a very real perspective. Like it won't just be anymore telling people, Hey, go to yoga class. You can be like, no, you know, I've been doing 15 minutes of yoga every single day at the end of my workday, let's say, for example. And I found a huge difference Here's why I'm recommending it to them, to you, I mean. And people are going to actually see that um, as being more realistic than, you know, you simply saying you should go to yoga. Like, it just doesn't come from an authentic place if you're telling people to do something, but you've never actually done it yourself or you don't, you know, you wouldn't even dream of trying to do it now. It's just... It's just such a silly thing to do, you know? I know, I, you know, saying to your clients, oh, I know you're really busy, but fit in yoga anyway. And then they're going, well, but do you fit in yoga? Like if, they, if they're being really smart, if the, some clients used to do this to me, they used to turn it on me and say like, okay, so do you do yoga? Where do you do yoga? And if I would, I'd be like, uh, no, that would be awkward, right? So um, sometimes I was not doing it at the, not that yoga is the only kind of practice you can do, by the way, it's just a really, really good example, especially if you live in a bigger city like Toronto. But no, I, I did do, uh, you know, various practices and I did have places I could recommend to people. So from, from an honest place, I would either say, yes, I'm currently doing yoga. This is where I'm doing it. Or no, I'm not doing that at the moment. I'm doing these other things instead. But um, when I was doing yoga here in the city, I was going to these studios and uh, they're all great. So I recommend them to you or whatever it might be. Anyway, hopefully that gave you guys some tidbits to think about when it comes to self-care for healthcare providers and uh, health and wellness professionals, fitness professionals, all of you out there who um, basically, you know, work hard to keep your clients healthy. So just don't forget to also keep yourself healthy. That's all. That's all I really am trying to say to you. All right. As always, if you have any questions or comments or ideas for the podcast, I am open to you. Uh, you can just toss me an email at Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at happylittlebiz.com. I'll be back with you guys with another podcast episode next week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts 
the times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews all of that I really love it I read all of it I do really appreciate you guys um, by the way if you would like to leave me a formal review of course I would really appreciate that head on over to iTunes find my podcast so life beyond the massage table click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review five stars of course and a glowing review I'm, I'm, I'm kidding you know let me know what you really think but I do appreciate five stars as well let's be real here now for you guys that might be new to the podcast let me briefly introduce myself here my name is Candace Eisner and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.